What's up guys, this is Scott from Iron Legion. This is episode 257 of Strong the Iron Will Weigh, official podcast of the Iron Legion Strength Company. So today is uh, after like, I don't know, four years of recording this thing. Uh, I finally have my first guest. Uh, as I put in my Facebook post, I have John Jansen sitting here with me uh, in the Jeep. We're going to go... Um, comedians in cars style or whatever what's that thing that Seinfeld does yeah. he, he like drives around and gets <laughs> coffee with other comedians so uh, John and I felt like it would only be appropriate to drive around in circles in the Jeep uh, and do the podcast so John welcome aboard thanks for having me Scott <laughs> so uh, bear with us this is weird because uh, I'm I'm no Joe Rogan and uh, this is probably John's first time on a podcast it's true um, so I wanted to start with some of you guys might have heard how I met John in my like uh, initial history kind of uh, origin story podcast from a long time ago. But I'll give you a quick version and then I'll let John fill you in on, on how he got here. But when I first opened uh, Iron Legion, which back then was just a small one-room studio called Iron Will, uh, I didn't have any coaches. And my wife Kristen worked out at another gym in uh, a couple towns over, and she said, the minute I even mentioned opening uh, my own place, she said, you have to talk to this guy John from, she was working out at that gym, she said, you have to talk to this guy John from that gym. So what do you mean? She goes, he's just freaking awesome. He's always on point. He looks the part. He's a good guy. He always remembers what kind of stuff I want to order. And uh, always remembers my name. You just have to talk to him. I just feel like he'd be, he'd be great. So sure enough, she hooked us up. And John came over. And um, I'll kind of let him pick up from that point on. But uh, we met. And uh, the, the rest is history, as they say. And that was, I guess, five probably five and a half years ago Just now about five yeah. yeah so um yeah john why don't you uh tell us kind of how you got into training at all and even even your background to like getting into weight lifting and sure. all this crap um so i walked in i'd never been to downtown westbrook before uh this was this was almost five years ago to the day and uh, i was walking into this old mill building and westbrook downtown it's obviously improved a lot but five years ago wasn't great looking <laughs> right and i was walking into this building and i was like this big bald dude is gonna probably kill me in this mill. So this is a, <laughs> this is a good sketchy. Way, this right? is a good way to start my you know my my career. Um, but yeah, so <clears throat> met up with Scott, and uh, it was like he said one room, and it had a, a squat rack, a bench press, some dumbbells, and I was just like, this is my kind of place. This is where I want to lift. This is where I want to train people. Um, up until that point, I I don't know. It was 2015. So I think in 2000. 12 I started running doing bodyweight calisthenics I did a tough mutter with some friends in college and you were probably how old at this time I mean back then that was you know I was 20 21 okay and then when I met you I was 24 or 25 man yeah just a kid I know a baby hadn't even drank coffee yet yeah we gotta coffee yeah we gotta we got a whole talk <laughs> we got a whole section on coffee and gray and black clothing yeah um, so yeah, I mean, I, I kind of got started with the, the running and the Tough Mudders, and then I was like, this is fun and all, but I want to look big and strong, and I want to be big and strong, so I started lifting with some friends and got into it on my own, started working on a certification, and that's about the time I met Scott, um, and he taught me a ton of stuff that they don't teach you in school, as they say, or in the books, um, just the, the real life 
application kind of stuff, how to actually interact with the clients, what a good program looks like. Um, so that's kind of briefly how I got into where I am now. And then five years later, uh, I don't know, kicking ass, taking yeah. names and- Yeah, running, running shit. Running shit, yep. Well, and, and funny enough, I think uh, I, I use this, I say this all the time, but like, John, you, you weren't actually training people at your other gym. No, right? I did sales and I worked at the front desk making smoothies and folding towels. <laughs> which comes in handy, you know, yeah, when, when, we, when we used to offer towels at the gym before uh, before COVID. Yeah, it's true. Um, really good at folding towels. Well, and you are obviously had a lot of people skills developed from right. the front desk kind of. Yep. But what I loved was the fact that I felt like I, if you if I plugged in prototype personal trainer in some kind of fucking machine that would spit you out yeah. that's what i always felt like i'm like this guy is like the perfect recipe for a coach why is this place not why is he not a train like why yeah. is he not a trainer yet yeah. and i understand they were waiting for you to finish your cert right well and their, their whole style was just different yeah they, they focus more on group fitness that kind of stuff um, and I really wanted to lift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I knew the, you know, I'd been lifting at that point for a couple years, and I knew that that made me feel good, made me feel strong, made me feel healthy, um, and it had helped me transform my own body. So I knew that that was a, a good recipe to get the same results for other people. Yeah. And it just wasn't happening at this other gym. Yeah. Uh, so when I met Scott, and literally there was not a, not a machine in sight, and there <laughs> still isn't. Yeah. Um, it's free weights, dumbbells, body weight exercises. It's the nitty gritty stuff that's actually gonna help you see results. Yeah. And so when I walked in and saw the gym as it was, as it still practically is, I knew this is this is where I need to be. It's funny, right? I mean, I we, we talk about that. We have, what, we got nine, nine full-time trainers now, yep. pretty much. Yep. And every single one of you guys has a, has a pretty interesting story of how you ended up here yeah. none of them were traditional like uh put out an ad on craigslist no. and got some resumes I mean, it was always no. like this uh it's just there's a magnetism that yeah. just draws us to yeah it, you know? no it, and it sounds fucking corny but it, it's true man i mean yeah. that was you were literally the first name that Kristen came to i i already knew i wanted to have alex yep. and she had met you and it was like bam there we go there um, it is so you mentioned a minute ago like the strength was what transformed you yeah um let, let's talk a little bit because since even just me knowing you in the past five years you have gotten insanely bigger and yep. stronger and i know one of the things we'll have to talk about is your giant fucking thermos of food <laughs> that's responsible for that but <laughs> yeah. but take us through a little bit of your personal like journey to getting bigger and stronger because that alone has been pretty cool forget yeah. being a coach for a minute just sure. you alone as an athlete so like i said i was you know in 2011 2012 i was running doing tough mutters doing push-ups stuff like that um i lost a ton of weight so in college i probably weighed 205 my sophomore year and i think i dropped down my lowest was like 178 uh and, and I what like, are you about six foot say yeah, five eleven six okay um, yeah, everybody's six foot to me sure sure yeah um so you know 178 i was pretty scrawny but compared to now but I didn't look the way I thought I would look when I lost that much weight. Right. Uh, so there's a, there's a good photo of me and it's just, you know, I was, I was skinny fat and I was like, well, what gives? Like why, <laughs> right. why am I You're expecting jacked? to be like shredded. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it just slowly started to dawn on me. I was like lifting weights. Like there needs to be actual muscle underneath. 
to have something to show. Um, so my first, the first thing I actually did uh, after I graduated college, I actually spent a year teaching English over in China. Not China, Maine, but China, the country. That's so crazy still and, to um, me. So I met a British guy and an Irish guy who were, had been in, in the country for a while and they had a gym membership and they were, you know, they lifted. So I was like, I, you know, I'd love to come and learn with you guys. So the first program I ever did, um, it's called Huge in a Hurry. It's by <laughs> Men's Health. Um, I'm totally, uh, Chad Waterbury was the, uh, the author. And, um, I remember you showing me that yeah. program. So I, I got started on that and, uh, it was good. It was basic lifts, everything, you know, the squat, bench press, deadlift, that was all included. Uh, it was a, there were full body routines. It was fantastic. I moved home. I kept doing that kind of stuff. Um, I hooked up with my childhood friend, Julian, who was in college at UMaine. You'll hear about his story in, in detail later. Um, and he turned me on to Jim Wendler's 531 programs. Oh, I didn't actually yeah. know that part. And okay. so that was that was probably 2014. So I've been running some variation of Wendler's 531 now on and off for about six years. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I've always obviously known you were a big fan of 531, yeah. but I didn't know it went that far back oh, yeah. to your beginning. Okay. That's, that's cool. the original. I had Julian lent me his copy of the, the original 531 book, and I devoured it, read it a few <laughs> times through. And, um, you know, I just, I, I knew like, this is, this guy's legit. He's got the credentials. He looks the part, he talks the talk. He's no BS. Uh, this is definitely, you know, I want to be, this is the route I want to take. Yeah. So I just kept lifting, hammering those weights. Um, you know, like anybody, I've had a few injuries here and there. Um, before I really knew how to bench press, I hurt my shoulder. That was actually before I even moved into China. Um, did some PT. Oh wow! That, that okay. all got better. Um, so yeah, when I when I met Scott, I was doing five three one, um, and I mean it's the basics. You know, everybody strays here and there. Uh, you try and make it too fancy and add in too much stuff. But when in doubt, I just cycle back to that and bench press, squat, overhead press, deadlift, pull ups, rows. Um, if you know, if if you can do more weight on those things for more reps six months from now you're going to be bigger stronger and right. uh, and look look different right right so. and then even i'd say within uh i'd say the past three years like i think for the first two years you know you progressed like normal Pretty people normal, training yep. yeah yep. and then something clicked in right where there was like a year and a half where you fucking doubled in size well and, and that, i'm pretty sure i know what sparked that because we joke about this a lot right but so, uh, tell us about that part so somewhere along the way you know our gym scott we met up with greg panora who's a world-class powerlifter uh and happens to live in maine um and you know so he came in did some seminars we got to know him uh, turns out he goes to uh, the same bank where one of my clients is a teller or was a teller back then and you know so they got to talking about Iron Will and he goes oh who's John the tall skinny guy <laughs> and so my client my client relayed this information to me. which was nice that he came back and told you that yes, phrase yes. right so like, this could have left that part out it, this stuck in my head and I was like I never want to be referred to as the tall skinny guy at Iron Will again uh, and that's when I realized I just need to start eating more. 
Um, and now that's, just, just to interject, you're, you're always going to be the tall guy because yeah. you're surrounded by me and fucking Julian yeah, at yep. the time <laughs> who are like 5'7 on a good day. So tall guy, you are you got that on lock. Right, but right. yeah, no more skinny guy. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, Scott wasn't joking when he said I walk around with thermoses of food. Um, I just call them my, my bucket or my trough of beef and rice. Um, and that stuff's kind of, you know, Matt Wenning's, uh, not Matt Wenning, uh, Stan Efferding's vertical diet. Yeah. Kind of got my inspirations from there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I put away food like it's my job because if you want to transform your body, it is your job. That's that's really what clicked is, you know, it's it's got to be a dedicated 24-7 kind of effort. And now this isn't bodybuilding clean. Like no. the stuff yeah. Andrew does, he's super, super, super dedicated and precise. Um, and he can lean his body out really nicely. I'm I'm on a perennial bulking diet, um, and the more beef, the more rice, the more eggs and toast I can eat, the better. Um, and it it does take work. It's a it's a it's, yeah. It's a job as long as I'm awake every day. <laughs> well, I think that's what I mean. And we'll transition into you, you know, John the coach versus John the you know the lifter. But it's there, there's parallels. Like if you observe your what makes you what made you successful in your own transformation was two things that i see one was like when you made that decision like hey fuck this i'm not going to be skinny guy anymore i'm going to be get bigger i'm going to start eating you know you, you calculated how many calories you need right you didn't try to hit that number the next day you you no. ramped yourself up yeah but you like committed to what that's going to take and then you started doing it consistently for a really fucking years. long time years so that's number one is that you you make these decisions and you actually implement them and not only and then stick to it not for a week or a month or or sometimes but like i have never seen you without food since that day number two that stands out is when you hurt yourself i think it was your back a couple years ago and i remember seeing you squat with like 65 pounds And you were like, yeah, dude, I'm just going to like add 10 pounds a week and get back up. Yep. And I remember I was so impressed by your patience to be able to do that because not too many guys, ah, shit, I can't do that now on the 50s. Yeah. But in their 20s, don't have the smarts and the patience to hold back and just be able to do that logically. You know what I mean? Yep. So those are the things that I noticed with you that like now knowing your personality right. and your uh, atomic habits type yes. of stuff makes sense right yeah but i, I mean, think it yeah. was it's really obvious when you watch john like the areas where he's extremely successful it's because of patience and persistence fuck yeah man a hundred percent like just so so speaking on food more um back when i worked at that other gym i was chatting with julian a bunch you know we were starting to dream about working together at a gym someday which you know we have been now for a couple of years um but i remember I was living at my dad's house because I just moved back and I was eating about 3,500 calories a day. Most of it relatively clean. Like this wasn't like Wendy's or, you know, Ho-Ho's and Ding Dong's or anything. (laughs) It was like whole food. It wasn't super, super healthy, but it was real food. Um, And I was stuffed 24-7. Like it was hard to choke that food down. Yeah. And that's Um, that's gross. I mean, people joke about, oh, I wish I was trying to gain weight. It, it's it's hard pretty do. fucking miserable. To so eat. I got to the point where I was like, okay, enough of this. I need to scale things back a little bit. I probably dropped it to 31 or 3200 calories per day, um, and liked how I felt, liked how I looked, um, was pretty comfortable there. 
and then said, okay, it's time to, you know, start increasing a little bit. Um, I don't remember when that was, probably three-ish years ago. Um, and so literally I just said, okay, 50 to 100, 50 to 100 uh, calories a day or uh, per week um, will increase. Oh, Okay. Just, just little by little. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing if you want to lose weight. It's, you know, you cut out 50 to 100 a week or, or per day for a couple weeks and see how you feel. So when I was trying to add weight and add increased calories, added 50 to 100 per day, maintained it, you know, so I went from 3,100 to 3,200, held it there for three weeks, felt okay, my body adjusted to it, add another 50, hold it there for three weeks, add another 100, hold it there for a month, uh, and now to the point where, you know, on a, on a normal day, I eat 38 to 4,000 calories a day. Wow. Um, and that's like, it almost feels to me like I'm cutting still <laughs> right. because like, I'm still constantly hungry. Yeah. Um, so you, you literally have to grow your appetite. You can't push it too, too fast. Yeah. And I think that's a big deal because a lot of times when you're, you know, I remember trying to gain weight and just saying, all right, I got to, I got to take in 4,000 a day. Right. And I was probably taking in 2,200 before that yeah, and trying yeah. to make that jump. Uh, you can't rough. do it for more than two days. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, just like you can't start adding 50 pounds a week to your squat or right. something, right? right? Where you, and, and the problem is you actually can do that for like a, a couple weeks, <laughs> right? Right. right. It, it's old fast. Yeah. And then you plateau really quick right. on either the lifting or the eating. Yeah. Um, what, so now that you've been an athlete, obviously for, uh, uh, you know, I don't know now, 10, 10 years of lifting probably. Yep. Right. But like coaching people for five, uh, pretty much full time. Right. I mean, you yep. know, once I remember once you came on board, there was a small period of time where you were like, Hey, I might have to have a real job at the same time. Right. <laughs> and I think that lasted for four weeks, four weeks yep. at IDEX or something. I was at UNUM for four yeah. weeks. Yeah. Walked in on a Friday afternoon to my uh, my supervisor's desk, and I said, "Hey, uh, I gotta I gotta be honest with you. I think uh, I think I'm giving you my two weeks notice, if <laughs> if you require it. Otherwise, right. I'm I'm leaving." <laughs> and she's like, "What are you gonna do?" And I was like, "I'm going full time at the gym." And she's like, "Okay, well, you you don't have to give two weeks, you know, because you're still on training schedule essentially." And I was like. All right, here's my badge. <laughs> Walk me out. <laughs> and and I think uh, your dad being like an entrepreneur was supportive, right? Yeah, I mean, I think he was a little uh, little taken aback at first. Um, I had dinner with him one night, and uh, the conversation was basically, "Hey, Dad, um, I'm leaving Unum at the end of this week <laughs> and going full time at this gym that's been open for six months." Yeah. And he was like, uh, "Okay, good luck." <laughs> Let me know if you need anything. It's it's crazy, right? To think yep. about, uh, I mean, where we're at now oh, and the fact that it was me, you, and Alex in a 1,000 square foot space. Yeah. And the fact that you guys even agreed to fucking oh God, come I on know. board in hindsight I was know. great. But at the right. time, I'm like, how did how did I even get them to do this? This is ridiculous. I well, must be pretty I mean, good at sales. Both of us really wanted it yeah. so badly. Like, neither of us liked our jobs that we had at the time. And we knew we really liked training and working out and, yeah. uh, you know, we wanted to help people. So this was the opportunity to do it the way we wanted to do yeah, it. That yeah, was the yeah, yeah. So. Well, and then another funny story I have to share. So at the time when I started the gym, uh, I had another job at the time and uh, 
my corporate office headquarters were in Denver. Oh yeah. So I was a little uh, double dipping a little bit. <laughs> I was seeing clients in the morning and then I would work from home. Um, I was working remotely for this company that was based in Denver. So uh, with the gym, you know, to call it a gym at the time was is a stretch. It was the, the, the one studio. I had a couple clients. John and Alex didn't have any yet. They were just coming to meet me uh, almost every day or three yeah. times a week from like 10 to 12. Right. We would just work out a little bit, work out and do like trainer. Just I was just trying to show them the ropes. Right. And they would observe me with some of my clients, and we would just you know learn from each other. And you know I would teach them some stuff that I knew from my experience. So I had to go out to my corporate office in Denver for a week. Uh, to, to do a workshop out there that I was leading and I didn't know if these guys were really ready to start taking on my clients so I said I was leaving and they were like well what's up with your clients I'm like well I don't know they'll, they'll be alright and then John was like nah we got them yep. we're good we're going to cover your clients and I was like Okay, that's awesome. I'm, now, I'm, in hindsight, this was like a <laughs> terrible decision anyway. <laughs> right. I don't know why any of those clients stuck with Scott after we did right. it, but they, they did. But, but I, I respected the fact that you guys were like aggressive to do it and right. not like, oh, I don't know, you know, like they were like, yeah, we got it. So yep. that was awesome. So I go out there and uh, I rem I'll never forget, you know, I know Monday morning they're going to have clients at 5 or 6 a.m., whatever. And uh, I'm in Denver, so the time... The time is off. Yeah. yeah. So I can still remember I hop in the uh, car from the hotel to go to my office. And I check in with John. And he's like, well, actually. Uh, at a, <laughs> Rough well, start to the morning. Yeah. You, you have to tell what happened. And yeah. I'll, I'll tell my response to it. So uh, this was, what, 2015. I think so. Um, yeah. I had a Subaru Outback from 1999. And uh, it decided to lose power steering on my way into the gym. Uh, so I like coasted into a gas station, <laughs> parked, and uh, you know, I was like, okay, I, I can't get anywhere. I called AAA, they were a few hours out. Um, so I texted the, I think I was supposed to train like two of the clients, texted them first and I was like, hey, listen, really sorry, my car broke down. Can we reschedule to, you know, tonight or tomorrow? Um, and I knew Scott was a few hours behind, so I didn't want to hassle him with it. So I just waited there, got picked up by AAA. Um, and then, you know, when I knew it was like 5 or 5.30 his time, I texted him and I was like, hey, just want to let you know, uh, really rough start to the day. Um, car broke down, couldn't train any of the clients, but I've got them all rescheduled and, uh, you know, they're, they're both coming in later today. And uh, that, was, that was my first experience <laughs> in training, which was not training. Um, and I do not have that vehicle anymore, so uh, <laughs> I don't, we don't have that, that yeah, issue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that was, I mean, as a, a takeaway, I mean, the thing from, from my perspective, so if anybody's listening to this who's a potential trainer or employee or anything, what I've my what I actually loved that that happened because it got, uh, it showed me John's ability to, to manage, um, in a you know, in a crisis. No. Yeah. I mean, that's like the worst thing ever, right? You're going to cover your new employers clients first day on the first job. freaking day and you like can't show up yep. so what he did not do was wake me up and stress me out with hey man i'm on the side of the road and i can't get there and like what do i do put that on my shoulders right. when i'm trying to get ready to run a seminar right. he managed it he freaking right. handled it like a boss and then told me afterwards like hey here's the solution yeah this is what happened but it's already taken care right. of like right. i didn't skip a beat it didn't mess up my day um 
So right there, that was like my reassurance that, that I made a good choice in bringing this guy yeah. on. So like, that was kind of awesome. Right. You know, that even better than having everything gone smoothly. Right. Right. That was an even better test of, uh, you know, kind of who, who this guy was as a human being. I, I don't care if you're a great trainer if you can't manage uh, unforeseen fucking challenges. Problems, yeah. Right. Yep. And, so that, I mean, those clients, you know, ended up having a great workout just a little bit later than they expected. So exactly. it all worked out just fine. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, so let's, uh, we're going to try to wrap up in a couple minutes here. Um, what, what would you, having now done this shit for yourself for a while and you've worked with, uh, you know, at Iron Legion, we have people all across the board. We get people in that have never lifted before and they might be 50 years old, never worked out with weights. And we've got some uh, competitive level amateur power lifters and everything in between. Right. So knowing your your general person who's out there thinking, you know what, man, I worked out in college and in high school I played some sports, but it's been 10 years since I've done anything. I want to get in shape. Um, wh- where does that person start? Like, what what what's the basics that you like say? Hey, man, just make sure this this and this. Well, I mean. You know, I could go on and on about exercise selection, blah, 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 do this first, do that first. And and obviously, you know, we got to plug ourselves here. Find a trainer, whether it's us or someone else. Find someone that seems like they know what they're doing and, uh, you know, listen to their advice. Right. Uh, like, don't try to figure it out on your yeah, own. Right? Yeah, don't, don't reinvent the wheel yourself. It's already been done a dozen times, so find somebody you can trust and do it with them. Um, but, I mean, the biggest thing... Like, you know, we already talked about my my past is you gotta be patient and you gotta be persistent. Like if if you want that six week booty burner to get you ready for your trip to Bermuda or whatever it is, <laughs> right. it's not gonna work. Right. Unless you're already almost there. Right. You know, a six week program isn't gonna do jack shit. Right. So you really just have to be patient and you know, find something, say, hey, like, I want so what one, one one example of my patience is Someday I want to deadlift 500 pounds. I don't have a time frame for that. It's going to happen when it happens because I'm putting in the work now to lead up to that. Yeah. So it could happen at the end of this year. It could happen at the end of next year. It could happen in five years. I don't really care. I'm not tied to a time frame. I'm tied to the process. Yeah. And that's that's the biggest thing is you have to just fall in love with the process. You have to be cool with putting in the work day in and day out. And you have to just find something that you enjoy doing. If it's rock climbing, go rock climb every day. If it's lifting, find yourself a coach, find yourself a gym, and start lifting a few times a week. If it's running, you know, figure it out. But it's got to become your thing. You have to find people. You have to find a community that is going to help you get to where you want to go. But you can't really put that that timestamp on it of I need to be doing X Y Z by this date. Because unless, again, unless you're already almost there, then you're just setting yourself up for disappointment and you're going to give up. If you can be patient and really focus on doing the work, by the time you've been doing it for a few years without, you know, without that time frame, you're going to be like, oh, cool. Like, I can now deadlift this much and I've been doing this for two years, but I don't even care how much I deadlift because I love it. I love, <laughs> right. I, love, I love my deadlift days once a week and, uh, you know, I look forward to it every single week. So I think it's just that that patience and persistence. Uh, it, it'll go far, or you'll go far with that, that in your life. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Because you put that, arbit- like you, you say 500, and then you pick this arbitrary date right. that actually doesn't match with the science of right. 
if you're deadlifting 405 now, right. there's only so fast you can improve. Right. Um, and a lot of times the person picking that date hasn't factored that in. So right. it's just, I'm going right. to do it by New Year, right? Or Christmas time or whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I like that you uh, do that. And yep. I mean, John, John has used this approach in business like success as well so um john you know john john manages the gym for us and uh he he's good in all the areas that i'm weak so we are uh each other's kind of yin and yang here yeah. but what what i'm uh, i'm particularly not strong in the area of organization and uh you know I've, i'm the guy with like little notes scattered all over the place and um just kind of go by feel in a lot of areas and john is the guy who always remember stuff and is always on point and and he has said his words guys i'm not i don't remember you know what, what, I'm not, uh, yeah. yeah tell me how you said it because it uh, made perfect sense like i'm not i'm i don't even remember what i said <laughs> I'm, I'm not good at remembering stuff i'm good at writing stuff down right yes and you know so i'm i'm literally i will forget everything unless i write it down so i'm really good at making notes for myself and setting maybe an alarm for it so that I'm like, okay, hey, on you know Tuesday morning, I need right. to make sure I do XYZ thing to get ready for my meeting with Scott or whatever. Right. Like the reminders app, yeah. right? You use that yeah. a lot. Constantly, constantly. Yeah. So so I think that's, uh, you know, when we're trying to remind cl- uh, coaches to do things or clients to do things, and it seems like, man, John, how's John always on point? It's he's using tools that help him be on point. Yep. It's not just going by memory and that he's got some kind of freakish yep. memory. He's just smart enough to take the five minutes to plug it all into his phone. Hey, remind me to do this every Friday. For sure. And I think he's applied that to his own training, right? Where it's like, okay, I'm going to eat this every day at yep. this time. And yep. it's almost uh, machine-like where it's, it's, it's not even a thought for you. Nope. Like, hey, what should I have for lunch? Right. It's this is what I have I'm, for lunch. I'm on autopilot for my food. Yeah, because that takes a stressor away from my life. It's not like oh, I got to figure out what to eat or when to eat it. It's already predetermined. I just grab my food and go, and you know, then I can be worried about something else, not my food. Yeah. So like one less, or you know, six less decisions you have exactly. to make every day. Exactly. It takes a huge burden off my life. Oh, look, Liz got a new car. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, that uh, should let you guys know that we have arrived back at the gym. It's time for uh, Iron Legion staff meeting. So um, thank you, John, for being uh, the first ever guest. Yeah, and uh, hopefully once we check this recording, it actually we can hear it through <laughs> the driving of the Jeep around town. And uh, all right. Well, if you guys have more questions or follow-up stuff for John, um, you can find him on all the on all the socials and uh obviously he's at iron legion here so you can uh just track us down um all right uh thanks john and uh we'll check you guys soon take it easy guys